Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot gets made out of the content and message in marketing. We talk about who we should be targeting. We talk about when we should be targeting them. But we rarely talk about the energy in marketing. So this week, the question is, how can marketers use energy in their marketing? I'm Joe Glover. I'm the founder of The Marketing Meetup. It's a community of 14,000 marketers around the UK and established very much on the basis of looking after each other and uh, just looking at marketing in, in a way where the humans come first. I'm Richard Wood. I run the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around about 18 years now and I'm a massive believer in that people should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating people as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet anymore. Energy is a bit of an X factor in marketing. It's something that can have a profound effect in the obvious arenas of events and webinars, but it's rarely a choice we make as marketers for stuff such as email marketing or on our websites. It could be authentic, positive, scary or intimidating. So how can we move energy into the world of the conscious and what effect does it have? So Joe, like, what, what got me thinking around this was after, after our, like the humans come first summit, like, and we were talking to people like, okay, which, which, um, which talks did you like best? Like, what did you get a lot from? And a lot of them, like we, a lot of great talks. Like, I don't think anybody had a bad word to say about any of them. There was some great content, great talks, but two of the talks stood out for a lot of people. And it was like Julie Hogan's and, uh, Doug Landis mm-hmm. and, the reasoning they gave behind that was because they said they it was the energy they brought to it. They had that like classic American kind of like uh, <laughs> excitement about them, and it was engaging. And then, so what got me thought? And I'm I'm sure I was either on the toilet or in the shower having these thoughts because where I was doing most of my thinking. But I was like, I wonder how you can or if you can translate that energy from like the the visual or like audio side of marketing where like you can if i start to raise my voice and start to speak really like fast you start to hear that excitement and likewise if i'm on a video like joe can see me now lucky joe but like if i'm waving around my arms you can like you can sense that i'm kind of into what i'm talking about and how do we how do we portray energy and like should we try and portray energy in other mediums so like in an email how do you send across energy or like and what would that energy do for you yeah now i think it's something like when you suggest this talk topic i was like i don't think i've ever heard anyone speak about this before you know and it is like so i think it's definitely like an x factor like like we use that term in in the introduction and and so i think what you've just discussed there is something that is uh it's almost it's indistinguishable as like a 
an activity necessarily it's, it's just almost how somebody does something it's not what they're doing it's how they're doing it um so like if we look at that as the definition you know not what they're doing but how they do it then i think it becomes a really palpable thing and to your question about whether that can be moved into sort of more traditional worlds such as email marketing uh etc then i've got an opinion which is one that yeah i think of course it can but i think it comes with skill and i think it comes with expertise in a particular topic would you uh, would you say your your fluffy positively lovely messaging where and like you you have um not so much tactics but you have like things that you do around your emails like you greet people and uh, like you explained it i think last week we were talking about you talk about you just you're descriptive with your feelings around somebody when you send out those email titles do you think that's that's portraying your energy like as in like ooh, i've just hit a stool <laughs> i do yeah I, yeah i think there's a genuine thing there i don't think it's been a conscious act which is why this topic is so interesting to explore because it's been something i've done all, always quite naturally and actually if i reflect on times in my career where i feel like i have been doing my worst job or my worst work it's probably when i have been acting with that one that authenticity or that energy behind my work it feels like i've been doing you know just putting out the work for the work's sake it's words on paper but it's not but is that energy energy that you have in the process behind the scenes like is so i'd argue that well i get what you're saying and i'm not saying i disagree with it but i obviously love arguing with you anyway but like <laughs> is that like you've put energy into deliver an end result whereas <laughs> another marketer who approaches in a different way or like is more competent or whatever i'm not saying anybody's more competent than you joe but if that so person <laughs> existed <laughs> then your mum's gonna bollock me for that the, um if that person existed and they managed to deliver the same piece of work but with yeah. less energy then i would say like the the energy isn't really the the driving force through that but for you to deliver that work you needed that personal energy i think yeah. more what i'm talking about is you get somebody up on stage and if they are energetic in that they are engaging they're captivating even yeah. like in a sales process i like a lot of the people that i personally sell to so if i'm brought into a sales process i'm i'm not a, a salesperson that's not my job that's like part of the job overall but when i'm brought in i'm not going through a sales process i'm not looking to qualify i'm talking through the challenges they have and then i get genuinely excited and energized by the things that we could do to help and that becomes captivating for the people that i'm like selling to because they start to get kind of caught up in the whirlwind of yeah this is exciting we do want to be doing that kind of stuff and i think I can imagine it in a webinar. I can imagine it in a sales process. I can imagine it somebody up on stage. I can imagine it on a podcast. Like people could listen to our voices and they can get excited about this and go, okay, yeah, I want to try that that thing as well because Joe and Rich are obviously enjoying this process. Yeah. What I can't necessarily do is visualize that in in how that comes across in other mediums. So is it is it like in in an email yeah potentially some design elements would give it give it energy or make it i don't know flash or like whatever <laughs> but but how like can you get it above and beyond that can you portray that there is a, an excitement in the messaging 
I think so. I, I think it's twofold. I think it's input and output driven. Like you can do it. So my original point was very much orientated about myself and how I go about putting together an email and stuff like that. That's the input. You know, for me, I, I am inputting uh, energy and excitement into whatever I do because, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying that process. I'm enjoying the creativity and all that sort of stuff. One would hope that that would translate to an output or a reception from the audience where they're like, oh, I can see that they're enjoying it. I can I can see the creativity. I can see all that stuff coming through. Um, but you almost have to be in the right headspace to receive that as well. You know, I, I've been uh, receptive to a couple of situations quite recently where I have said a certain thing and someone has construed it in a completely different way to what uh, I meant it. So like energy is not equal from like what you're putting in to what you get out or how it's received. Uh, energy can be as an input and we can speak about it as ourselves, a creative process of putting energy into our emails. But you're not always going to get that output where someone's going to read that and think, oh, that's an energetic email. And I think that's probably uh, representative of your view of a channel as well. So, for example, you might attend a webinar and you might come in and sort of, I'm going to be engaged today. You know, I'm actually going to sit and listen. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be in the room. Whereas in an email, we get 400 a day or whatever. So you're like clicking through and you're like, well, just give me the bullet points here. And and it, that's a passive sort of view. Um, so I would I would probably make the argument that one can can do their level best to uh, have an input of energy. They can put in words that uh, are expressive. They can they can if we're using email as an example, you know, they can use expressive words. They can say, "I'm sat here with a big smile on my face, writing this to you." But it it was very much dependent on uh, that that sort of reception to that sort of thing you know some people might read the same words in a very di different way so on that then so so you're saying like the the channel and the messaging is often around how it's being received and the the context around that yeah and if i so if i perceive a brand in a certain way yeah am i more likely to perceive that messaging in a certain way and therefore like is is energy positioned at a brand level like mm -hmm. is that is that where that's it so like prime example and like the one that we've used fucking countless times now is drift so yeah. like i i perceive uh, yeah. particularly in like the earlier days of like drifts like hyper growth um phase yeah. is that it's high energy fun um mm -hmm. willing to experiment and try and not necessarily be that kind of like straight laced corporate entity so all yeah. of their messaging i perceive in that way and i yeah. think it would take something it would take a, a real turnaround from that so like the messaging would seriously have to change for me to question that that is how i'm reading this stuff so yeah. so therefore in a very long roundabout way what i'm trying to say is is brand the definition of whether or not you perceive it to be exciting it could be but if we go back to the original so you know I, I, it could be because uh, to give another example then gymshark uh, this last week then their black friday deal was called big energy you know and they had like their big capital letters and it was like in a neon thing and it felt energetic and that's probably also due to my uh, to your point you know my brand perception of them as a youthful 
energetic, you know, diverse, you know, sort of dynamic company. Um, but when Julie came in or when Doug came in, so I'd never met Doug before the Humans Confer Summit. And, you know, you could tell he was an energetic person. I've never met Joanna Weeb, who's an amazing copywriter, uh, but her personality sings through her through her copy. So I'd say it doesn't have to be a brand perception. You know, I didn't know about Joanna. She built, you know, that brand perception has got to be built at some point. So, um, so yes, I think brand is important, but it's not can't be the only ingredient here because it's got to start somewhere, right? So. Not necessarily the only ingredient, but like if you. So maybe brand, like brand often, like if you say the word brand, it positions that we're talking about companies at that point. Whereas, but you could dial that down to like personal brand as well. Whereas if I send you a message, you have, you will automatically have, you will think that I am approaching it in a certain way because I, most of our dealings, I am like playful in my approach, healthily sarcastic, often trolling you. So you will have perceptions around the energy that is coming across in those communications normally and so i I get that that's on the basis of like we have an existing relationship you have that stuff set out for you already but and so i i do think that that existing perception and i'm kind of loosely cobbling that up into brand is a big part of that yeah where that doesn't necessarily play is where you don't have that relationship so you didn't have that from um from doug before you heard him speak and before you met him you didn't know that he had that energy however you what you would have had is a i'd already said that i'd heard him speak and said he was energetic you also have a perception that most of the americans that you would ever have heard speak will have had a certain way of approaching a talk Mm -hmm. somewhere else like most americans that you see will have had that energy and so I think there's probably some preconceptions in mm-hmm. there as well. Now, again, we're talk- we like we're kind of veering back towards the talks and um, yeah. like webinars and type stuff. Yeah, and I, I think-, think that kind of feeds back into like the, my point is that the emails are often driven by the way that you accept you expect to hear from them. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting, and maybe that plays into our biases a little bit more, though, right? Because I think both you and I are marketers who prefer to interact. And, um, you know, I hate to make a sweeping generalization, but, you know, the cliche of people buy from people. I think one of the reasons perhaps I observed Gymshark's advertising as, as I did this time round was that I know or have followed the story of Ben Francis, you know, their founder. So actually, there's a there's a human behind it. You know, we're actually being amazingly on brand here for humans can first because I think the conclusion that I'm coming to here is actually there's there's energy so long as there's humanity to a certain extent. You know, and and if I was to, I would struggle to uh, have that energy put on me if it was just a brand. I guess the one exception I'm trying to now think of is someone like innocent smoothies for example i don't know anyone that works for innocent smoothies i never have uh i've very rarely seen human beings involved in their advertising and stuff like that but i would say the energy they give off via written communications or uh or tv or whatever it is 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 one of a very friendly energy and and sort of like very authentic 
so i don't know does that counteract our point <laughs> potentially i don't or, know i think we're talking around in circles but like the <laughs> but i would say though of all of the brands so innocent like you said yeah very friendly but i would say like of all of the brands in my mind's eye i feel like they are a very human centric business like because of because of the persona that that business gives off and the way that they approach their marketing and it's only now that i think about it going actually yeah i don't think i've ever seen a human in their in their marketing or like or part of part of the way that they go to market so but weirdly i feel like there is yeah no that's really interesting so almost i guess if we're trying to get like a how-to out of this it is you know it's, it's not a particularly surprising one but those people who write down their services on the website and speak about a product like product like marketing you know they're probably missing a trick here in terms of speaking to the energy that can be captured through the human results that drives and and god I've, <laughs> i'm halfway through doing the new marketing website right now and i'm thinking <laughs> there's probably a big shift that needs to be happening um but yeah, you know, it's, it's the human stuff, isn't it? It, it truly is, um, because we, without that, you lose that. So your your point on Gymshark. So like, I loosely follow um, like the the founders, kind of like, and that like it, it's been an incredible like rise to yeah. not so much fame, but like um, uh, growth. But yeah. like, I I don't have that human perception around them. So if I'd received that email from uh, Gymshark saying big energy. Yeah. It wouldn't have done anything for me. I would have, I would have just aligned it to okay. There's like it's a gym company. You need energy to go to the gym. Like it would have. That's basically where the energy would, uh, the the messaging would have got to with me. Yeah. And I think, but because you have that relationship, you have that perception. That's important. So then, then it says like, and I'm then starting to question. Okay, how how as a marketer, yeah. do I build that perception? and make sure that that perception gives off the right energy that I'm, I'm kind of trying to put to market. And I think it comes back to what something you said, and we've talked about it hundreds of times is authenticity is, mm. is have, have those values mm. and be true to those values and make sure that you are like pushing those values and showing those values. So mm. like one of, one of our core values as a business is playfulness and, mm that playfulness comes across in almost everything we do. So like if we run a webinar, like you will see there is a, a casual playfulness about it. If you, it, like, I mean, if, like this podcast is a prime example. Yeah. Um, and then like all of our, our blogs are like our social, everything is geared up to represent us as a business. And that will give people a, a preconception. Even our website uses fucking like, like primary school colors type stuff yeah. like it you can see there's a playful element about it so before you speak to any of us you already have a preconception of how the conversation is going to go or how you're going to interact with us and up until so i had this discussion with somebody a while back but up until lockdown i would have said that that was if you'd asked me honestly what is our biggest weakness as an agency mm-hmm. and i would have said to you okay i feel like our perception in the market is sometimes that we are too casual or too playful and that negates us from some of the upper echelons of like uh, enterprise corporate level so we work heavily in enterprise and corporate now but like i would always say like there's always going to be that that stuffy suits in a boardroom that just don't want to engage with us because of our perception come lockdown and businesses 
at a rapid pace become far more casual. Like I'm currently sat, like stood here at a stand-up desk in my wife's office in our front room of our house. I have a dog between my legs because it it, it like refuses to sleep anywhere else at the moment. I'm wearing slippers and a hoodie, <laughs> but I've had two business conversations already this morning with people that I've only just met, and it's yeah. um and it's not out of the ordinary anymore. So business has become more casual, and that playfulness and that casualness around our business. I would say is actually starting to creep the other way and becoming more of a strength because people, like you said before, humans buy from humans. And yeah. that is like, it becomes a lot clearer when you can see into somebody's house mm. in the business meetings, you can see that they are humans. My son, like the door, all the listeners can't see it, but there's a door just over my shoulder. My son during a, a, a meeting, it was a very, um, uh, serious meeting in terms of like we were talking like numbers and all sorts of stuff open that door stark bollock naked and was just stood <laughs> over my shoulder and I'm like shit so like i i feel like that perception can work for and against you but i also yeah. feel like that human part of the perception is so important now because of the way that we work that's it do you feel like you need to show humans in your imagery to get that across so I, so and so yes and no so our, we're redoing our website now as well and like we we are team first like we like, and we can talk about that another day but like we are team first we talk about heavily about the impact that we have for our clients but if yeah. you look at our website there's not a single human on there like we talk about these people but we're not showing anybody and one of the things that like I do believe is like people want to see the people behind what they're doing uh, that are behind the thing that they're buying from. And I think showing human faces and be that video or still images, as long as it doesn't look like it's um, uh, stock uh, photography, then it is it is good. And like, as long as it's contextual, then yeah, absolutely. But then I come back to your point on innocent, not a single yeah. person. But True. I wouldn't say that that's a dehumanized brand, and yeah. so I feel I feel there's a it's a shitty answer of yes and no. <laughs> well, no, but it's it's interesting. So I guess that brings us back to down to the point that if you are going to show um, energy, you know, through your email copy, are we suggesting that a route to be doing that is? You know, it's probably not the most amazing conclusion given the name of the podcast, but you know, it is it is going back to that. We have to show humanity first, you know. And and I, I think there's some sentences that Dave Gerhardt sort of said over the course of time where he said one of the most effective uh, email lines that he uses from time to time is, "I'm sat here in my dot dot dot," very much in the same way as you've done described this the situation you're in, yeah. and all of a sudden that removes you from this is an email to this is a person sending me an email, you know, and, and that it laid into that was like the plain text emails versus like really shiny, uh, like HTML ones with, with imagery and stuff like that. I remember the exact email where he talks about flying at 40,000 foot, but no, well, you know, I, I think that's it though, isn't it? It's, it, it there's through email copy and, and stuff like that. Then we have the opportunity to humanize ourselves to the point where, a sense of energy can be conveyed, but that almost needs to be a, a prerequisite. Before. 
that's what my point was going to be. Like, think about email, right? So if you're doing email legally and kind of within the, the realms of GDPR and like all the other kind of um, compliance type stuff that goes on with email now, in theory, email is never going to be the first touch point. No, like true. It, and I mean, unless you are buying like legal data sets and then blasting those, but like, frankly, let's just fucking not do that anymore. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But if you are, if you're marketing effectively and legally, email is unlikely to be the first point of contact. So mm. trying to portray energy and kind of build on those uh, preconceptions in email isn't necessarily the thing you're gonna have to do. It's the other channels that you are building those things and then supporting with email. Um, mm. I don't know why we're really focusing on email. I just think it's the hardest one to actually show that energy. But mm. so I think if we conclude, it's about being human and mm. it's about using those preconceptions and encouraging those preconceptions around brands and humans and all that kind of stuff within the business. Am I right or have I missed something? No, I, I think you're right. It's, it's something I like this is the the joy of the podcast actually I, i've literally never come to this place before you know like i've never thought about this in this way before so i think that's that's really really interesting i'm, I'm sat here now sort of semi-contemplative because the thing that i've been struggling with is the header text at the top of my website yep. and i must rewrote this headline 1500 times and i've still not landed in a place which feels right to capture as you say the energy why don't so, you test it why don't you as in like send send 20 people you've got an email list yeah no i mean I, fucking what are you doing just send out your email list and say guys help me choose one of these five like yeah headers. i should do i should do no i should do that's a much better way of doing it ask people yeah be human <laughs> joe so i think joe and i have probably got to the point where we don't really have anything else that's semi-clever to say um however <laughs> One of the things that we keep forgetting to do over the last couple of weeks is asking you guys to leave us a review. It like it makes a huge difference to us because a it helps us find uh, new listeners, but also it's great to understand like what you guys think. And if you if you don't leave us five stars, we don't really care what you think. Just leave five stars. That that would be great. You can send us anything else other than a five star review direct to us because then we can contemplate that and that'd be great. Um, however, on this particular imp- um, episode. Uh, I think, and I think I speak for Joe here, is we would both really love to hear what your thoughts are on all of the stuff that we just talked about. Because Joe and I have literally just jumped into a topic where we didn't have really thing set out. We just started with an idea and just kind of talked it through. We would love to hear what you think about this. And so just drop us a, a note on social, I guess, probably the best place to do it. Um, anything else, Joe? No, that's it. <laughs> Good. I mean, thanks like, for that insight joe <laughs> that was really really interesting i really enjoyed that actually Good. Yeah, me too Good it's good yeah <laughs> all right see you later everybody take right. care okay. <laughs>
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.